Hello and welcome to Demystifying Tech from Business Cloud. This week I'm joined by Tech Manchester's Patricia Keating. Hello. And I'm excited to announce a guest appearance. Well, it is a guest appearance, isn't it, at this point, Chris? Uh, Business Cloud Executive Editor Chris McGuire. Yeah, and can I just say what an honour it is to be here talking about such deep subjects? Well, you know, I brought you on this week for a reason, uh, which we'll get on to later on in the show. Jonathan's not available, that's why. All right, well, don't give away the magic. Uh, Later on in the show, I'll be chatting to gaming legend turned AI entrepreneur Dr. Mike Capps to demystify the concept of digital twinning. And we'll also be talking about why GDPR worries will look like small fry next to some new rules on the protection of children online. But first, Chris, yes, I am glad to have you here today uh, because you have a healthy scepticism for new tech. That's right, isn't it? Yes, it's fair to say that. Uh, yeah, it's fair to say that I am sceptical about new technology. Yeah, in, um, in past years, when we've had you on the show, we've we've r- done rundowns of the CES technology that's okay. uh, that come about, and uh, you are. I mean, the kind way to describe it would be you're above the hype, but maybe Luddite would be another. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, so I'm now being brought on to yeah. the podcast to, look, to be insulted. Yeah, but we need you here because okay, one of the things I wanted to talk about this week is t- shower technology. Shower technology or yeah. shower shower technology, shower technology for technology, other yes. people. Uh, uh, so this year's CES show, obviously there's different technology every year. One of the trends seemed to be uh, shower technology. Mm. Um, one of the shower heads this year that got lots of attention uh, was the Cola Moxie shower head. This has an Alexa speaker built into it. Uh, the idea being, so there's a speaker in the centre of the shower head, which means for people who are super busy, you get into the shower and you can ask Alexa to read you the news or, you know, play your favourite shower songs. I think everyone's got a favourite shower It's song. raining red. Play heads and tails. It's raining yeah. red. Alexa, flip a coin. Um, so you, I like how quickly you knew your shower song. Absolutely, Chris. yeah. What's yours, Trish? Do I you don't have, have a sh- No, I don't have a shower song. you have one you sing in the shower? No. Oh. No. Okay. Little no. mix. No, not even. Right. No. Okay, well, this one won't be for you then. Silent Sharon happens in the <laughs> Keating household. <laughs> uh, it's around £190 for the full thing, which seems like a lot. But if you are someone who's short on time, uh, this could be a great solution. Obviously, uh, you know, technology around showers has not evolved much. I don't want to sound cynical. Past. I don't want to sound cynical. Here we go. This okay. is why you're here, Chris. The reason, why, the reason why you don't listen to a radio whilst having a bath is because if you drop it into the, into the water, mm. you get electrocuted. You'll yeah. die. Right, okay, so... You know, electrics and water yeah. don't tend to go, do no. they? Well, this isn't plugged into the mains. It's recharges. Five hours uh, charge it's got. And so, you know, that's that's oh, enough for another a, a week or two. <laughs> another recharge. I've got a rechargeable toothbrush at the moment that I keep forgetting to charge. So I ended up cleaning my teeth with a toothbrush. Yeah. Which is three times the weight of an old toothbrush. Yeah. Because I can't recharge. A- this is the point. We live in a chargeless and a charging society. <laughs> a charging yeah. society. First world problems. Yeah. Uh, other shower technology uh, that's come about is, um, uh, for, well, Apple's CEO Tim Cook is the one who's uh, sort of highlighted this technology. He rarely invests in firms, obviously, other than Apple technology, but he tried a prototype shower head at his local gym a few years ago, and it's by a company called Nebia. They are currently kickstarting, uh, kickstarting their third-generation shower head, which creates more of a mist than... Uh, a stream of water. So um, apparently it means you can get double the coverage, right? So you could get doubly as wet with half the water. It's funny you should say that because I know I am seen as, once described as the fun sponge, which I thought was... Uh, <laughs> the what? The fun sponge. Yeah. I soak fun. up the fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I the have... And then what do you do? About... Do you crush it? <laughs> I just, do you squeeze I just, it out? Do you squeeze? No, I don't. No, I don't. I, don't. I just retain it. Yeah. I retain okay. the fun. Okay. I retain the fun in my sponge. And the point I'm making is this, right, is that if you ever went to my mum and dad's house, Trish, or Al, you yeah. know, and you went into our shower, you, would see, you would see the same shower 
that I had. I'm 47. The same shower that I had when I was growing up, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. as a three or four year old. And it's basically stainless steel. And um, if you want to have a shower, you just basically pull a knob, and it, the, the the water instead of going as a bath goes up the right. stainless steel, yeah. and it comes out the same um, the same the same head at the top. Yeah. Now, the, what that got me thinking about is actually. Our showers don't change very much, do they? They ha- don't change very much. No. But I went to a uh, Ribby Hall, um, other um, other, other event. It's quite nice, actually. It's in Lancashire. Um, if you are listening at Ribby Hall, we'll have to go again uh, for the family. <laughs> but in the spa section, they have a shower, and you basically choose what setting you want. So you can have, like, tropical mists, which is just a warm a warm mist and then you're going to have one which is like Arctic Blast or something I don't know what it is <laughs> why but would anybody want it, that why would you want that for no. why would you want an Arctic no. Blast the problem is and this is my issue with technology and showers is that ultimately you give people choice what do you want from a shower me Trish? literally there's one thing I want from a shower I want a good hot powerful uh-huh. shower no yeah. that's, that, that's 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 more than one thing See, <laughs> you, what you want is hot and power yeah you yeah. said you that's want it. one thing from a shower okay I want two things you want hot two things well, be, and powerful be precise <laughs> you know I don't hot want I don't want a cold shower I yeah. definitely don't want that I don't want a cold shower that's God not, that gets me in a right bad mood that's not a feature is it rage well you know the thing that gets me and I call this shower rage right yeah when you're having a shower and it goes cold, and somebody else in the house uh, decides to turn the taps on, yeah, and forget what, it. Yeah. It's a torrent, yeah, and it comes out as a trickle, yeah. yeah. I don't want that. No. no, that's what I want to see. Yes, I want showers that give me a a a, a consistent supply of water at the temperature that I want. Yeah. So uh, I suppose what this has got me on nicely onto the conversation. And that does I this to new about. fancy Amazon shower head? Do all of those things that are actually important that you actually need out of a shower, or is it a yeah. trickle and pathetic? But you can well, ask it stupid questions. It's a shower head, so I think the. Do you go, Alexa? Uh, can you turn up the power of the water a bit more, please? That is the that is the idea. And Has it actually goes, been released? I don't yet? understand you. <laughs> Because it's too noisy. Because yeah, the showers. Yeah, I can't on. hear you. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it. Could, I don't know whether it does or doesn't control it via voice. I think that's that would be overly complicated. But it can listen to you. You'd be going warmer, Alexa. Yeah, a wee bit warmer. Yeah, a wee bit. Remind- oh no, wait, wait. Too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Um, so, do you think this kind of technology is creating new? You know, it's creating new technology as a case of identifying a blind spot for innovation, or is this a kind of solution without a problem? Well, um, wet, wet, wet is the theme music you should definitely have in the shower <laughs> uh, if you are looking for a uh, appropriate back uh. story. Um, I have this theory, right? And I'm going to get serious for a second, which is this. Um, and also, what I should say is that me and Trish are a similarish. I'm older than her, a similarish demographic, right? So a 21-year-old, okay twi- yeah, no, we are though. Okay. Yeah, a 21-year-old or an 18-year-old, 17-year-old, what they want from their shower yeah. is different to what we want from our shower, and I, I fully <laughs> accept that. So I can't speak. So what for does the your masses. daughter want from a shower? She stays in there forever. She stays in there forever. She <laughs> yeah, just wants my nephew does she that wants too. To stay in what are they doing for 25 minutes? Exactly. What are, what are they doing? What are they doing? That's the point. Now the thing is, if you could listen to, if they could, if they could watch YouTube in a shower. Yeah. You'd never get them out. No. No. And the Definitely one pen, and the one pen of water bills. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want technology in showers. Otherwise my daughter, who are both teenagers, will want to spend even longer in a shower. But here's the point, right? Here's the point. Your premise at the start mm. of this conversation was yeah. this that if you are time poor mm-hmm. and you want to find out that you want the news read to you, you want to find out yeah. what the weather's gonna be, etc. etc. You go into the shower and it tells you what's happening. Well, this is the problem that we've got. How many spaces in the world have you got where you cannot be touched by a mobile phone? Yeah. You cannot be reached. Yeah. I tell you, the shower. 
Mm. Right, this is the last bastion <laughs> of being living in a tech-free world. Yeah, and this touches on a serious subject, which is this: that uh, I'm passionate about mental health. This is my big thing this year: anxiety, depression, mental health. Because I'm meeting so many entrepreneurs who are talking about it, and I'm struggling. pleased they're talking about it because they are struggling. Yeah, they are struggling because, and they're not they're not struggling to cope with the world at large. What they're struggling to cope with is having to juggle all these different balls. And people will say, well, this has always been going on. What I would argue is it's just technology's made it more acute um, and it's a contributory factor. Um, I actually think we should launch a petition against shower technology. That shower shower technology... We've got, we've got a banner. So the, the shower remains sacred, a sacred place. It used to be the toilet. It right. used to be the toilet. Yeah. The toilet would be sacred, wouldn't it? You'd go in there for the toilet, you close the door, you pick up a book or a newspaper. Yeah, but last of. week we talked about that 10-minute yeah. TV channels that uh, yeah. Steven Spielberg's going to start mm-hmm. soon, even that's real. In the toilet? Well, you can oh, watch no, out no, ten, no. 10 minute ten minute TV episodes on this new, um, Steven on this Sp- new app. This new app. Yeah. And it's basically, a, it's like, you know, the... Coronation Street condensed into 10 minutes. It'll yeah. be like a bite-sized chunks of a TV series and it's 10 minutes and we think it's going to replace the magazine in the toilets. Mm. Do you relax very often? Do you relax, Al? Yeah, I think the shower's one of the places I... I, 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 I don't, if we live together, and let's hope it never happens, <laughs> but you'd be really oh annoyed God, at the amount of time... Oh my God, that amazing 10-minute TV show. <laughs> you'd be really annoyed at how long I spent in the shower. Al and Chris that wake up. Yeah. <laughs> Chris you, gets annoyed. Do you spend a lot of time in the shower? Yeah, because it's, it's my time. What's nice about this is you could tell your daughters, um, you get one song in the shower... And then they could ask Alexa to play their favourite song. And when it's over, they come out. There's three and a half minutes. It could be like this. Alexa, tell the girls I'm turning off the hot yeah. water yeah. in two minutes. <sighs> That's a good point. Yeah. Or, or, or if they said Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, that was a long <laughs> song. That was a long Stairway song. To heaven. Yeah. You've been really good. You can have Bohemian Rhapsody. When the you music... could torture them. What's your favourite When music? the music stops. Well, anything with Roy Orbison, actually. Your crime podcast. <laughs> when, the yeah. Music... Yeah. when the music stops. Yeah. The water stops. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just want the water that I don't have to keep adjusting it so it goes hot and cold. And, that, and, it's, yeah. and it's, that's annoying, that is. I know. You Especially know. with someone else's shower. Absolutely, it's yeah. It's like cracking a safe. Shower technology won't light any fires. That's the reason it's a shower fortress. <laughs> I mean, okay, on that. And that's why we get Chris note. on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on the theme of smart tech, next month is Business Cloud's Smart Tech Insights 2020 conference. There will be no talk of showers uh, at this conference. Uh, I don't know whether that's a plus or a minus for the listeners. Um, but the event will focus on how companies of all types and sizes can utilize smart tech to boost efficiency and performance uh, with some of the UK's most exciting firms speaking and demonstrating their technology. You can book your ticket now free by going to businesscloud.co.uk forward slash events. Now, here's where Business Cloud editor John, our usual co-host on the show, is going to miss out because, as we know, he's the show's most ardent gamer. But it was me, instead, who spoke to possibly one of the gaming sector's biggest names. Dr. Mike Capps previously spent a decade as president of Epic Games, the company behind Fortnite and Gears of War. He's an MIT graduate who has collected 100 Game of the Year awards, has a Lifetime Achievement Award, and makes regular TV appearances on the likes of the Discovery Channel. He decided to take a retirement from the gaming industry in 2012, but now he's back with an AI mission instead as co-founder and CEO of US-based firm Diveplane. Here he is uh, with me telling us about the company and demystifying the concept of digital twinning in our noisy office. 
Uh, now I'm joined by Dr. Mike Capps, previously president of Epic Games and now a co-founder and CEO of Diveplane, a US AI firm helping businesses to dive deeper into data. Mm-hmm. Now we like to demystify technology on the show uh, and for anyone who's not as, uh, well, I suppose not, there's very few people who know as much about technology as, as you do after this long, but can you tell us a bit about Diveplane and how the company's using AI, what, you know, what they can expect to get out of it? Yeah, sure. We're building a new machine learning platform and the goal is to build build a technology that's not a black box, that you can see exactly what's going on. And whenever it makes a prediction, classification, gives you advice, it'll say precisely why. And so you can go and fix it if you don't like the reasons it's giving you, like it's a gender-based decision, something like that. So the concept is a digital twin uh, created with AI. And it, uh, what that allows people to do is to take huge data sets and then anonymize them uh, so that they can take all of the findings from that data without having to worry about anyone's actual name being on there. That digital twin concept, can you just explain I suppose in simple terms, people might not know what it is, what that concept is and how you're using it. Well, sure, we just made it up, so it'd be hard for them (laughs) to know. Um, So Gemini is a product we built with our platform and uh, it'll read in your data set, so it's a bunch of medical records, and then spit out a brand new one, Um, but that new set doesn't have any actual patients in it. They're all made up based on the relationships between, say, age and heart rate and weight that exists in the first set. So if you ask what's the average age of a patient who gets type 2 diabetes, then the answer is the same from the original set and the new set. That means you can take that new twin data set, toss it over your firewall, put it on your website, and uh, crowdsource advice on your data. And, and how does the AI do that? You know, is it what's it actually doing in simple terms? Is it just looking at the, is, it's creating, I suppose, a, a second version of the information without all of the actual facts. Is that fair? Uh, sort of. Uh, <laughs> so if you imagine, uh, if you know the relationship between height and weight, if you made up a height and say, gosh, I don't know how to say it in British, let's say five foot nine <laughs> uh, inches, which is what, seven meters? I don't know. Um, so if you take that, well, you can guess the, the weight within, you know, it's going to be within 10 kilos, right? So you start with that and just kind of keep guessing um, in a way that matches the distribution of the original data. But the trick is, now that you've done that, the next ones have to be different enough to fill mm-hmm. out the whole set so that you, your averages are all the same as well. So you're making up reasonable, realistic patients in this case, but it could be cars. Yeah. And then you've, you've got to hold the averages as well. So that's a tricky bit. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a bit about the sectors that this is can be applied to? Because, I mean, the, obviously the opportunities for data, it's, that's every sector, but the ones that you're focusing on, on at the moment. Sure. Uh, you know, I think we're starting uh, mostly in regulated businesses. In the U.S., that's finance, healthcare, defense, uh, areas where they've got data they want to be able to set free for whatever reason. I love working with like a children's research hospital and unlocking their data, which is as private as it gets, right? It's healthcare of children. But if I can get that out and put it in the wild in a way that's completely safe and anonymous and no way to reverse engineer it, we can enable research outcomes that never could have happened before. Uh, what's the uh, people who are just getting their head around this concept how far can it go what types of things do you hope in future that this software will be able to solve Gosh, I want to solve all of it. I want to take every bit of data that's private and find a way to get around it. We, we can't handle images yet. We're doing sort of hundreds of uh, data points, but that covers medical records and financial information, uh, networking, that kind of thing. But I, I want to get it so that any data that you don't want to share, you could create a digital twin of. Why not? And your goals at the moment are, are lofty. You know, you don't want to take Google on, but the, a, a company that big is certainly something in the, in the future that you could see happening. 
Well, uh, you know, we built a company with some folks who've uh, built big businesses before. Um, I'm very proud of what I did in the games industry, but uh, I, I think uh, the best thing to do is to go after the companies that are building on top of neural nets, which is a dead-end technology. The people who created it say that. Um, I don't want to be in the advertising business, but I'd love to beat the pants off of Google and machine learning. Uh, now, something which is going to be increasingly important to any business which offers any kind of online service in future is the age-appropriate design code, which is the very age boring title. Appropriate Appropriate the AADC. Design. The AADC. It's been called the Kids Code, uh, and it's been published by the ICO. Now, we probably all know that the ICO are currently enforcing GDPR, mm -hmm. which I think is something we're all kind of tired of hearing about. Can we talk without using abbreviations in every single sentence? Uh, sure. NP, no problem. Okay. The, so the Information Commissioner's Office, Chris, yeah. they're the ones who've published it, uh, and it's going to rock the boat in the digital world. Uh, if approved, organisations are going to have 12 months to update all of their practices before the code comes into effect, which the ICO expects to be in autumn of 2021. Now, the idea of this code is that children, when they go online, are in a world which was not designed to protect them. The Information Commissioner, Elizabeth Denham, has said that the internet wasn't made for children and people will look back on our age now of the internet and wonder why we let all these young people go online and just access anything they want. Um, so every company has had to worry about the GDPR for the last couple of years and a lot of them have had to do a lot of work to become compliant. There are now 15 new codes which are going into Parliament. This is another bunch of hoops with which to jump through and obviously it's for uh, you know a great cause which is protecting children. Um, but how do you balance these 15 new rules on top of all the GDPR regulations with, you know, digital platforms that work seamlessly and work quickly without you having to click, I agree to cookies, I agree to this, I don't agree to that. And then on top of that, potentially in future, having to put your date of birth into every website that you visit as well. Is that what it's suggesting? Well, it's, there's no suggestions yet as to how companies are going to have to specifically enforce this. There are lots of guidances, 15 in fact, and that's things like, you know, um, better parental controls, not using nudge techniques, you know, things like notifications to try and encourage children to give unnecessary personal data, better security for connected toys and devices, and, and basically just checking that children are safe and that their security is on by default. So what this might mean is that nothing changes. But what it could mean, if companies are worried about the repercussions of not following these rules, mm. is that every website, just to cover themselves, asks for a date of birth or for you to sign in and um, upload some form of ID. We don't know how it's going to manifest itself mm. yet. Um, are you willing to go through those steps in order for a safer internet? Where's the, where's the nice middle ground between an internet that's really easy to use and one in which kids can't get online or start downloading apps well, that they shouldn't or I think there's already some I think for companies that are should be protecting themselves from children or children should be protected from like drinks companies for example mm -hmm. they already have a lot of that on there we have to enter your date of birth how well is that placed or how yeah. how do you actually like yeah. if I was 15 mm -hmm. and I wanted to go and look at I don't know, Perno or something <laughs> online. Get on the Perno website. <laughs> Get on the per Perno. And uh, I have to enter my, you know, date of birth, then I would just enter a fake one. But yeah. they're legitimate. They should already be, um, there should be stuff in place for the them. Is, so they shouldn't have too much to adapt, I wouldn't think. The thing is, 
this is a problem you cannot fix. You cannot fix it. So you look at all the stories that are out there at the moment. So a couple of days ago, the politicians said, we are demanding more information from the tech companies about the impact of social media on young people, mm-hmm. right? Because we know it's a problem. We know it's, I know it's a problem. You know, it's a problem for me as a 47-year-old keeps looking at, you know, social media and Twitter. Yeah. It has addictive elements to it. I've told this story before and it's an absolute true story. You know, my kids love me. They do in their own little way. But if I was on a life support machine in a room with one plug and their battery power went down below 10%, I'd be a goner. And if you've not got Wi-Fi, their expectation is that if they don't have fast Wi-Fi, mm. everything's got to be fast, fast, fast. So if what, they, if, if what they're asking you to do is to, to, to protect you, mm. uh, but in order to protect you, the user has got to fill in a couple of forms, yeah. I'm not sure they'll do it. I'm not sure they would do it. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, there'll be teenage rage everywhere. Yeah. Windows and, being smashed in. And it's not just for teenagers, it's for very young people as well. The, the, the guidance here is for companies who create content for children or that w- it, that is likely to be used by children. So this won't affect the entire internet. But let's say it's decided that YouTube is a primarily you know, kid-focused platform, yeah. that would mean tighter controls on YouTube to make sure. And, and uh, YouTube, to be fair to them, has done a lot recently of its own accord, kind of getting ahead of this um, to make sure that there are some protections, including creating a separate app, uh, which obviously can have all of these extra provisions without having to take them, uh, add them to the main app as well. So do you not What about think business, that- Clyde? What kind of protections? <laughs> the average age of a business cloud reader is over 15, I think. Yeah. At least I'd hope so. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, Could uh, be some shock demographics yeah. coming out. <laughs> Nobody in their right mind, though, is going to say this is a bad thing because it's a good yeah, thing. Because, you know, we, I worry about what children look at. Mm-hmm. You know, I worry about, you know, whether their, their heads are being turned, you know. Um, so no one's going to say don't do it. It's a yeah. bad thing. My only issue is that... I wonder whether or not the genie's out of the bottle and we'll never get it back in there because people have this expectation that everything they need mm. is here and now. And once again, I get back to the point that I made earlier, what this does is it, it, it adds to the, the mental health issue that we've got, the, mm-hmm. the time bomb. Not just for kids, for people generally. People want stuff here and now. And if they hit any delay, they get angry. I suppose on that then, do you think, there's, do you think there are ever going to be tech solutions to this to make things faster? Because one of the things you've got to weigh up is if you've, if you've got to be signed in everywhere and if you've got to go through an age verification process, let's say all three of us would, that meant that every website knew we were over a certain age and we didn't have to put that information in, mm-hmm. that would be at the expense of us letting all those websites know how old we are. It's your digital footprint, doesn't yes. it? Yes. So that's, the, that's, what you've got to, that's what you've got to kind of play off when against the other and then also what and this isn't clear yet so i don't want to speak on behalf of the ico but it's it's what they mean and this will be decided case to case when they talk about products that are designed for children or likely to be used by children it does social media uh, is Facebook one of those things, uh, you know? And and is uh, YouTube one of those things? Kids don't use Facebook anymore, you know, but I'm not even sure they ever did. Mm. Um, I think what's more likely to happen, I think you will get, um, like, you know, a retina control. Um, you'll get biometrics, whereby you'll get fingerprint, which you've already got, of course. You know, mm. So if you want to use this website or you want to use Safari or, or, or the internet generally yeah. or you want to go on ID on your phone or absolutely something. yeah mm. absolutely you will need a verification you can check for crow's feet and yeah. then <laughs> yeah 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 I mean you will need you will need some way of of um, you know doing it instantaneously with your, your finger or your thumb and, and you can get access to mm. it um, you know or there'll be websites which are you know you're prevented from looking at but mm. 
it's it's a problem that's standing still. Yeah. So, uh, do you think this is better than websites self-regulating? You know, YouTube's made some efforts on its own. I mean, it is responding to laws in the US as well, but it has it has tried to go above and beyond to stop things like targeted advertising at children. Uh, you know, kids get sort of stumbling across content which they shouldn't see. Um, is is a regulation is a set of rules better? Do you think than than just on a case by case basis, hoping and trusting that the tech world uh, will do the well, right self-regulate thing? Self-regulate itself. I don't know. I think there should be regulation on the internet. Mm. I think there should be a regulatory body of some sort. Yeah, there has to be regulation for the right reasons. What there can't be is the same that we have it on TV and film and adverts. Why introduced- does it not apply to social media? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is not appropriate for 15-year-olds or 18-year-olds. You know, if you said, for example, that you know the terms and conditions are 28 pages long, nobody in their right mind is going to bother reading. I think it them. takes six mm. years or something to read yeah. all of the terms and conditions <laughs> we've all signed up to. At yeah. which point you're 18, and it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so no, I think I understand where it's coming from, but in the implementation could be a challenge, in my view. Yeah. Have I done enough to get back for another future podcast? We'll see. Yes. We'll see. What, listen, what's important, though, is that... Certainly for Johnny's holidays. Yeah, Jonathan Simcox will be back on the show <laughs> at some point because uh, both he and Trish are in Quiz. a battle, a battle of intellect, tech intellect. Yeah, um, I'm winning. Yeah, I was going to say... By not answering questions. <laughs> Trish won last week Strategic. by saying nothing. Uh, points were deducted. It's it's getting brutal, Chris. Mm. These quizzes, since you've left, they're getting brutal. You get points taken away for wrong answers. It's getting brutal or the standards drop in. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since you've left. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the show. Catch up with us next week by subscribing to Demystifying Tech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and iTunes. For more UK tech news and insights, go to businesscloud.co.uk and to see us live at our next event, go to businesscloud.co.uk forward slash event.